Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded, but we're really excited to dive into this topic. I think it's a very common struggle and something that I actually was reflecting upon a little bit with some of my uh, Bible study that we're actually going through Galatians. And this is a topic that was brought up. And then also shout out to Avery. She's a gal that has been in our young adults Bible study that my husband and I lead. And she just mentioned to me, she's like, this is something that I could really use a podcast on. And Mm -hmm. it is amazing. And the struggle with just how do we navigate, especially in our social media culture, our society where there's so much like on the internet and there's so much just with being wanting to be liked, wanting to have a following, mm-hmm. wanting to be important. That's something that a lot of times we struggle with. How do we navigate that as a Christian? Because our culture is constantly telling us to be just popular and to be well-liked yeah. and all these different things. And ultimately, if we read the scripture, and this is one verse, Galatians 1.10, that really really hit me hard when we were going through Galatians with my Bible study. Essentially, Paul just says, if I am trying to win the approval of man, then I am not a bond servant servant of Christ. If people pleasing is my goal, then I'm not following Christ. And so I really started to reflect upon this as I was doing some studying, going through some scripture, just reading some resources and came to the conclusion. I, I, it hit me pretty hard and I never really made this connection before, but people-pleasing ultimately is self-idolization because Mm. we're hearing more about what people think about us versus pleasing God and and audience of one. And ultimately, if we're making everyone happy, then you're making some of the wrong people happy. (laughs) And that was a quote from Dr. Henry Cloud. He wrote, co-authored the book Boundaries, which would highly recommend it for anyone listening. And he this is a quote from him. If you're making everyone happy, you're also making some of the wrong people happy. You're trying to please people who are judgmental, controlling, arrogant, people who require others to do what they want them to do before Mm. they extend approval. So try, so trying to keep hurtful people happy, you have to be doing something wrong and you're actually idolizing not only their opinions, but yourself because you care more about how you look versus actually living for the Lord and not just trying to walk on eggshells around people. And ultimately some people, they're never going to be pleased with what you do. And so I think accepting that fact, it's hard to, it's hard to accept that because we want to think of um, just that we're in control and we can just please everyone and be well liked by everyone. But ultimately if you are a Christian, that's impossible. (laughs) Yeah. So true. And until you brought it up, like I didn't really even think about people pleasing as like, a sin, honestly, because I was like, oh, I think that some people are just more inclined to be people pleasers. And for me, like, it was a little bit less relatable in the sense of like, I have always been someone who kind of has like gone against the grain and I never really cared about like what people thought about me. And then you get older. And I think that we're kind of, as we grow in society, that we're conditioned to want people to like us. And I think we always go back to social media on this, um, on this platform, because it is like, you see pretty much like all the flaws of like humanity are like shown on social media. It really is true. Like you are not, well, you're going to grow 
on social media in two ways. Like you're going to either be really likable or really hated. Like it's kind of only one way or the other, but at the end of the day, like you were saying, it is very self-centered and like, like that focuses on us, which we've talked about so many times in so many different podcasts, like really the root of all evil is just like this pride and this self glorification, which every human suffers from, because I think like that is the, the fault of humanity is that we want to please ourselves 24 seven. And I didn't flip it in the sense of like, I didn't look at it in like, Oh, that's people pleasing too. But it is like, you are getting this praise from others because you do things, you, you know, you do the song and dance, you act the way they like want you to act or whatever it is. And I think all of us do struggle with that in some sort of way. Um, and like you were saying, we can't be so focused on pleasing people because we're always going to stray away from what God ultimately wants us to do. And, you know, when we're thinking about Jesus and watching his life um, and how he lives, like it was very counterculture. It wasn't him going with the flow. And that is why they loved him until they hated him. And it was because he was reflecting and shining a light on all the things that were wrong in society and being like, you think that these things are the right things and looking at the Pharisees and all these people thought the Pharisees were so holy. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that he shined a light on like, they're just doing things so they can get the praise of others. And in a sense that is people pleasing. Like, so um, I was just, you know, kind of thinking like, like we cannot, like you said, we cannot make everyone happy. And that's really not our job. It's to glorify and praise the Lord. And if that's going to ruffle feathers, that is okay. And we're doing what the Lord has called us to do. And I think you can always, you know, we had, we had an episode that was, you know, speaking truth, truth, um, and love. And yes, you always want to do things in love. You see that throughout the Bible, like Jesus always, was loving, but he also was just as well. And so he wasn't like, Oh no, it's okay that you're sinning and doing all these things. Like, Oh yes. He, he takes us as we are, but like, he tells us to, you know, go and sin no more as well. So I think there's that, you know, there's that balance between the two. And sometimes as Christians, we only want the fluffy good stuff and we don't want to accept that. Like, you know, the wrath of God that is still in the Bible. Like we just want like the new Testament Jesus and not the old Testament. And we have to be really careful of that as believers. Um, and yeah, I, I really, I do. I love this topic because I'd never thought of it in the sense, like how you were saying, like it is yeah. a sin to want the praise of man and, and social media has really like shined a light on that because everyone wants that attention and that focus to be on them. And it's, it's a slippery slope. It really is. Um, yeah. So I, I like this topic a lot. I think it's a great thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we also forget that even Christians are, <laughs> are sinful. Yeah. And so even someone who is a Bible believing Christian who goes to church can have flawed expectations mm. and can be di- either controlling or manipulative, yeah. or you know they may be struggling with a sin that manifests itself in dysfunction in relationships. Right, and so we often—I've seen this in Christian circles—will say, "Well, they're a Christian, so like I need to meet all of their needs," or "They're yeah. a Christian, so I need to you know do whatever they say, whether it be." your mentor or someone at the church who's a leader. 
And there's a lot of dysfunctional leaders in the church. And so a lot of dysfunctional people. I mean, it's a hospital for sinners. It's not all perfect people coming together. And so you have to be okay with that. It's uncomfortable to be okay with recognizing even some of my Christian friends are flawed and well, all of them are flawed. The other expectations can be flawed and they can, there's controlling people in the church. There's manipulative people in Christian circles. And so, you know, if we're looking at relationships as being, oh, well, they're a Christian, so everything's perfect. It's a total, I mean, that's totally contrary to what the word says. We're all sin. We all struggle with sin. And so you'll never please everyone, even Christians, even if you're loving them in a way that you feel called to love them and you're, you know, we're called to love other people as we love ourselves and we're called to bear each other's burdens, but we're not called to be enabling sin. We're not called to um, be controlled and manipulated by other people. And so there is definitely, I think this temptation, especially when you get into ministry to say yes to everything, to say yes to everyone's requests, to say, and if you're doing that, you are not being discerning because you have to recognize that not every single thing that is asked of me is what God calls me to do. And sometimes it's hard for us to, to recognize that, that we're, we're limited. Like there's only so much we can do. And so um, in the church, we have to learn how to say no. And we also have to learn to confront other people in truth and love and and communicate things yeah. that may be sinful patterns that are yeah. not just drinking and drugs and sex, but yeah. controlling behavior or manipulative behavior. And it's hard. I mean, I'll say I'm really terrible at this at times, um, especially when it comes to controlling people, because ultimately that conversation is never going to be comfortable and and telling them, Hey, I feel in our relationship, like this pressure or that just, it's not a loving dynamic. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this. And sometimes relationships can end. I've had situations where I've confronted people in love. Like I care about you. That's why I'm bringing this. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes individuals are offended by what you say, but like, can't let that control how you live because ultimately that is idolizing their opinion of you. Yeah. And like I said, it's a hospital of sinners, the church. And so you're never going to please everyone. You're going yeah. to let people down. And I think that that being comfortable with not being everything to everyone, we're yeah. not Jesus. We're not the Holy yeah. spirit. We're not going to meet every single person's need. And yeah. we have to accept that and be comfortable with that and yeah. recognize I'm going to sin too. And I'm yeah. going to let other people down in my sin, you know, it, yeah. not necessarily just because their, their expectations are off, but sometimes I sin and I'm yeah. not loving and I, you know, am, am doing things wrong. And so, yeah. you know, we sometimes have these expectations, especially I think of other Christians that they're always going to be there for me, or they're always going to be perfect. They're always, and that's just not true. And so yeah. I think taking down your expectations on other people to be perfect mm-hmm. also that give you yourself some grace and recognizing I'm never going to be perfect. So right. we're going to let each other down and that yeah. shouldn't end a relationship either. That should yeah. be something that we give each other grace and give ourselves grace. Yeah. So. 
Definitely. And I think too, like people pleasing is a really heavy burden to carry because I think it does come with so much like stress and anxiety of like making sure everyone's happy. And then at the end of the day, like you don't really have anything else left to give because you're not filling your cup with the Holy Spirit, with the word and with the Lord, like you're filling it with people who are like just praising you or glorifying you or whatever it is. And, you know, I have this conversation with my mom pretty often because I always tell her like, she is like the ultimate people pleaser when she cares about you. Like she is like above and beyond. Like I always say, she's the best mom ever, but she always is trying to make everyone else happy. And then she'll like burn herself out. And I'm like, mom, like you can't, like I would see her do that. Like in work, like she would mm-hmm. always be going all out. And then she'd be surprised when say mm-hmm. a conflict comes up and these people aren't giving her the same love and support that she gave them throughout their time they were there. And it was always surprising. I'm like, you know, me and my brother, we're kind of mean sometimes, but we're like, they don't care about you, mom. Like you were doing all these things because that is your heart is she's a giver. And I was like, but they don't care. Cause at the end of the day, when the giving stops, they no longer care. Or if you don't feel whatever this like need is for them. So that has been such a hard thing for her. I will say personally, where I'm a little bit more like my dad, like we just don't, like we just don't care like and um but it's definitely like an unlearned behavior too to be like a little bit more sensitive where i can be i have a tendency to be a little bit more colder at times or i can be um so and then it's asking the lord to help me like kind of that meeting in the middle but not worrying too much about you know just about making everyone happy and if it is compromising my relationship with the lord like then that needs to end or like the relationship needs to change and you should be able to come to someone that you love and care about and, and confront them about whatever it is. And it's not always going to be easy. And I think that some personalities do it better than others. I will say mm-hmm. like, you know, for some people, like we've had this conversation where it's like, okay, if you have a problem with me, like, let's talk, <laughs> you know, where other people are like, it's a beat around the bush and it's a lot harder. So I think, you know, everyone's going to be a little bit different, but the area where I see that this is actually a big problem is in the church in the sense of pastors leading their flock. Um, There's so many churches who are not, who are not going to touch on the hard subjects and who are not going to reject the sins that Christ has laid out in the Bible. And I always say like, if your church is not confronting, especially with all the things that are going on in the world right now and not confronting the blatant like lies that Satan is pushing into society, like you need to find a different church or you need to talk to your pastor or you need to like get involved in a sense because the scripture talks about like, like pastors because they want to build, not all of them. So Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, but because they want to build their churches, they can get wrapped up in the numbers and building their church and not guide and lead their people the way that they're supposed to. And, um, and literally like the Bible talks about this in second Timothy, um, four, three, it says for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers Mm -hmm. to suit their own passions. And it's like, everyone loves a name it, claim it. You say you want a million dollars, you get a million dollars, you know, all those things Like we've even talked about like 
those types of churches. And unfortunately, like that is not the gospel. And it's the parts that are hardest to hear are the parts that are truly God's heart and, you know, and confronting those, that sin, confronting those lies and not being like, Oh, I'm never going to sin or like we, we will always be sinners and we always need a, a savior and, and we need Christ, but to be in a body where they're calling out just the blatant push of Satan's agenda in society is so important because there's just so, there's so many churches that it's not sent. They don't, they don't have sound doctrine. And I didn't realize that until me and my boyfriend, when we were trying to find a mutual church together, um, I was going to a church and then I started going to another church and we were kind of like church hopping. And then he started church hopping with me because we just wanted to find just a better fit for us. And I didn't realize like because I only grew up in good churches, I didn't realize what one that was not following Christ looks like until I went to a couple and I was like, okay. And I would call up my dad and talk to him and be like, oh, well, they did this, this, and this. And, you know, not like just trying to nitpick them, but realizing like this is not according to like how the Bible laid mm-hmm. things out. And this is not a Bible-based church. And, yeah. um, you know, if you're someone who's looking for a church, I always – um, I always recommend Calvary chapels. I grew up in Calvary chapels and, um, it's non-denominational, but like, just, I have yet to go to one that doesn't have sound doctrine because the board and the way that they set everything up, like the pastors are under a certain board and they are like, this, this is how we teach the word of God because it's Bible based only. And that is it. Like, and you know, they are quick to remove pastors who are not, um, aligned with the Bible and things like that. So they, they don't mess around, but mm-hmm. I will say start there. If you're looking for Calvary chapel, some have different names and stuff, but I always grew up in Calvary chapels. And I remember my parents, when we were younger, we had to leave a church because pastor started going astray and it became a money grab and um, ultimately lost his church and things like that. And it's really sad to see, but if you're not leading the way that God calls you to lead, like that does happen because you have a calling to lead accordingly. And it's a, it's not a job for everyone. Everyone is not made to be a pastor and to lead a church. And so I think that pastors do need to pay attention and make sure that they're not just talking about all the nice stuff. Um, because that happens a lot. I see that a lot. Just the fuzzy feel good stuff is easy, is easy to accept. So, right. Yeah. And I remember JP, Jonathan Pucluda, just a quote that I remember he said, that really just stuck with me is being a leader is being committed to being misunderstood. Mm. And that stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, that is so true. If you're a biblical leader and you're following the Holy spirit, you're following God's word, you will be misunderstood. You will not please everyone. And that's not a bad thing. If you're pleasing, you know, if you're working to please everyone, like, like we just discussed your, your heart is off, your heart posture is off. And God truly does care about our heart. And, you know, if we're, if we're serving, I think this is a good check. If we're saying yes, or serving or doing things out of fear of man or guilt, mm. then our posture is off. Yeah. So I think it's important to recognize, okay, why am I afraid of saying no mm-hmm. or of maybe not meeting someone's expectations that mm-hmm. are not realistic? and the root could be the like we talked about pride and a fear of rejection in our own self-image 
or it could be something from your past that maybe you need to sift through and you need to work through. Did you grow up in a controlling, abusing home where if you said no, there were consequences or, you know, if you didn't go along with whatever someone said, then there were uh, horrendous consequences. And I think just learning maybe some toxic patterns that you don't even realize that you're, that are in your life and um, just being a codependent or um, someone who enables sinful behavior in other people, it can come down to, I think a lot of times issues in our in past years that maybe we don't even realize those patterns are manifesting themselves in our lives. And um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's hard work and realizing too, like saying yes to everyone ultimately comes down to a fear of man. And very certainly in the Bible, uh, this is Proverbs 29, 25, fearing man is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. And Psalm 118.8, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. I mean, it's all throughout scripture, just trusting in our own strength, trusting in men, trusting in whatever it may be, our popularity, our friends. I mean, you definitely need trustworthy people in your lives, but ultimately people will let you down, even the most godly people. And we will let others down. And so is my trust in the Lord or is my trust in in pleasing others or uh, being liked or, you know, my circle of friends that ultimately is never, it's never going to be God, going to be the Holy Spirit. And so I think that also, if you're, if you have unrealistic expectations of other people too, and you're getting your, your self-esteem or all of your just day-to-day, I don't even know what to say, like just every, everything has to be filtered through someone else. You're not going to, you're going to other people needing their approval and needing Mm -hmm. their direction and needing their opinion and, you know, needing all these things. It's, it's okay. I think some self-evaluation is really important. And are you idolizing other people too? And and a relationship with another imperfect human. And I know at certain points in my life, I've done that where I felt like a single decision I had to filter through someone else or, are they going to approve of what I do? Or, you know, am I going to be well liked by so-and-so even if I, you know, do whatever, um, instead of going to God, you know, it's like, we're looking at other people as being our savior and not looking at God as being the, you know, ultimately our father and the Holy Spirit, you know, letting the Holy Spirit lead us. And that's actually a problem I see a lot with the younger generation. Uh, right now, um, more so Gen Z. We, my husband yeah. and I, we, we lead a group of Gen Z, uh, mostly Gen Z, in a Bible study. And the need to constantly get affirmation from other people in order to make decisions. Right. And they're paralyzed, a lot mm-hmm. of them, by fear yeah. of, well, if I make the wrong decision, mm-hmm. so I need five other people to affirm what I'm doing. Yeah. And that leads to so much anxiety, so mm-hmm. much stress. And so much, I mean, it really is a sinful heart posture because yeah. you need approval. And it's not to say that counseling, counsel from other godly people, that is necessary at times. Right. But when it comes down to it, minuscule decisions or mm-hmm. things that just ultimately you can decisions you can make on your own. And I challenge some people that are listening, when you feel like you need the opinion of five of your girlfriends or yeah. you know, five different people, 
Are you living in anxiety because you don't trust God and you don't feel like you can lean on him? And that's the reason you're going to those other people or truly need biblical wisdom. And I think there's a big difference um, between needing biblical wisdom and then just living out of anxiety and fear of what your friends are going to think and you need approval and you can't make decisions on your own. And I think a lot of times God, God gives us two decisions and he doesn't really care, you know, sometimes like he'll, he gives us free will and he'll bless our path. Um, You know, sometimes it's just about, okay, which decision can I honor God and glorify God best in? And if the answer is one over the other, like clearly, well, then that's obviously God's will for your life. But if you can glorify God in both decisions, then I think sometimes it's free will and you can decide what you want to do and God will guide you through that decision. So growing up making decisions and sometimes you make mistakes learning from those mistakes but if we're paralyzed by fear with every single decision then we're idolizing and and um are you know truly ourselves because we want to be viewed a certain way or you know we're idolizing our friends opinions over god yeah definitely yeah and i think that really comes down to like who is or what is your identity in and we've talked about this before too um and when your identity is in christ and you know who you are and you know who he created you to be you have this type of confidence it's that is not cannot be given or taken away by man it's only given by christ and like i think all of us can stand firm in god's truth knowing that we are perfectly made by our creator and like the type of confidence that comes from that, like you don't need the approval of other people because you realize how little that actually means when you're like, okay, I'm trying to get the approval of imperfect people who are trying to do the same exact thing as what I'm trying to do. But really what we're all looking for is just this, I, our our identity in Christ and like that hole that everyone is trying to fill. And if you're filling it with, things that are fleeting and things that are, can be taken away and, you know, don't actually matter. It's so easy to just be thrown back and forth by the opinions of people. And, you know, I do see like the difference in people who not like, I guess I don't like to say who don't care, but who don't care about like other people's opinions. And it's a beautiful thing because you're just not easily affected by, and people are up and down. Like you're just not easily affected by the up and down, of people. And, um, but yeah, it's just like finding that identity in Christ and like having that consistency of knowing who you are in him is like just a completely different thing than trying to fill your cup with other people's opinions. And obviously all of us care about like our family's opinions and people that are close to us. You care about Jake's opinion. You care about your parents' opinion, like, because you know that those people in your life have sound judgment are, are basing their, their, advice that they could be giving you off of the Bible. It's not like just, you know, whoever and whatever. And you do have to be very um, mindful of who you're getting advice from. I think that that's really important as well. I know for myself, there's just certain people that I won't talk about certain things with um, because I know that it's not coming from a place. uh, uh, um, It's not coming from the word and it's not coming from God. And, you know, um, I'm more apt to call my parents to talk to them about things, especially if it's like, you know, anything going on with, um, especially personal things like relationships or things like that. I talk to you, I'll ask you about things. Like there's just certain people that I won't allow 
in to give me advice about things because I just, I'm like, this is not like the godly advice that I actually need. So that's also something to consider as well. It's just like, you know, where am I finding my identity? Who am I seeking when I do need advice that are things that actually matter, not just like like day-to-day decisions because, you know, you do have to learn. And two, you need to know yourself too, because God did make us all unique and wonderful and different. And, you know, I just remember, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but you were talking about how like, um, I think you brought up like decorating your house or something like that. I don't know if we were talking before or if it was on a podcast, but you're like, you know, like some people are just better at those things and that's not one of my skills. And I was like, yeah, one of my skills is like, I'm more artsy. I'm not as analytical as you, <laughs> you know, I was like those are things that are just the differences, but that's what makes a body of Christ so beautiful because in our weaknesses, we can all kind of come together and and help each other and lift each other in weaknesses. Same thing with the relationships. Like Jake is strong in areas that you are weak in and you are strong in areas that he is weak in. And that is a beautiful combo. Um, but yeah, like be, be very careful about where you seek advice. I think that's like the biggest thing that I've had to learn like over the years. It's like you can, everyone shouldn't know everything about you as well. So that's like kind yeah. of like how I've, started yeah. like living and I think maybe getting into my thirties, maybe late twenties, I was like, okay, like there's just some things that are just not meant for everyone to know, even close friends. So, right. Yeah. Right. It's that discernment, you know? Yeah. And don't go to social media for affirmation. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I will tell you, do not do that because yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what you said. And, and I think too, um, maturity is understanding that to that godly wisdom and advice that comes from those that are closest to us will be truth and love. Yeah. So it may be a little bit of what we might not necessarily want to hear. Right. Um, but that is that I am so grateful for people that will be honest with me, yeah. not just tell me, affirm me, or right. tell me what I want to hear, because that's what love is love is truthful Mm -hmm. and if you're just beating around the bush and not being honest with someone for fear of their response well that's actually not loving them right and so i'm so grateful for the people that will be honest with me and that's what i want in a friend and i know that you know at times i can be this is you know a little bit of my struggle i can be a little bit too blunt and be um you know kind of like what are you doing like in my response yeah um, but you know in my sanctification i i hope i'm getting more loving and you know loving and truthful at the same time yeah. and um and i think that that is something that you know like like i in our relationship i know if i come to you like you're not just going to be like oh yeah every like you know right. you say something just yeah. because i want to hear it like those types of people are, are very important. And I think a healthy relationship is when yeah. you can share the truth in love yeah. and it's not necessarily just what the other person desires to hear or just kind of fluffy, you know, like what yeah. you said. Yeah. And then, like it goes back to finding a church, you know, if they just are people pleasing from the pulpit, that's a big red flag. And yeah. I think with friendships too, that's not, um, an ideal friendship is someone who just always what you want to hear. And that's the reality. We're all sinful. We're all fallen. We all need to hear things we don't want to hear at times. And we all need to tell other people sometimes what they don't want to hear if we're truly loving and caring about them. And 
I'm so glad my parents did that growing up, you know, yeah. and they weren't just trying to be my BFF. They actually were like, yeah. that's a stupid decision, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or um, steered me a different direction or yeah. you know, just really um, were there for me even when I couldn't see my own sin. So, yeah. 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 And I think you appreciate it more when you're like, okay, everyone's always been telling me what I want to hear. And then when someone doesn't, you're like, you know, maybe like a little bit shocked by it at first, but then you're like, I really needed that. And that person does love me because no one was telling me this, like the truth. And I definitely would say like those friendships are worth friendships, relationships, whatever it is, are worth so much more than a thousand people telling you what you want to hear and just leading you off the cliff, you know? So yeah. I think that's so Amen. important. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So. And I will say too, when I got the most affirmation like online and in my fitness circles and everything, yeah. that's when I wasn't living a godly life and yeah. people just, you know, I had more of a secular following and everything. And I yeah. thought I was just doing everything right because I yeah. got so many comments and messages right. about how you know, and it's like, and I look back at my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the life that I was living even though I was getting all kinds of affirmation from other people, it was not a godly life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just because people are on the internet or approving what you do doesn't mean it's uh, necessarily the right thing. So yeah. So yeah. true. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week. If you love the podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple. We love you guys so much and we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another show. Bye. <laughs>